Welcome to Adulting 101, a weekly workshop-style podcast bringing you motivation, guidance, and step-by-step instructions on how to navigate the world of adulthood. You're listening to the October 2019 edition of the Millennial of the Month. Look, I get it. A real-life millennial myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the decisions of adulthood with no clear sense of what the results may be. I'm Danielle, your host, a mindset coach, yoga instructor, and small business owner here to share my struggles along this journey, providing you with the tools and confidence you need to start living your best life. So without further ado, let's hop into the episode. Hello, my dear sweet friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I am finally back with another interview, and dang, honey, it is good. Okay, so this episode is honestly so special, so near and dear to my heart. I met Shauna, I don't even remember, two years ago maybe, in a mastermind that we were in together online, and I pretty much immediately fell in love with her. I am totally obsessed. She is just so freaking incredible as a person, as a business owner, and I just admire the work that she does. Me rambling on about how much I love her isn't going to give her a fair introduction though, so I will read you exactly who Shauna is. So Shauna is a speaker, a sales trainer, and a coach for business owners who sell services person to person, and she is also the mother of five children, which is crazy. That's right. She is an entrepreneur and she has five kids. She actually started her first business in 2012, which was a cleaning company, and then she eventually left that behind after she moved across the country. So Shauna is based in the States. She lives in Alabama, and I'm just so grateful that the internet brought us together. So her journey sort of started when she was casually helping friends navigate sales talk and then ended up helping them close $20,000 in three weeks, $48,000 in four months, and then it just kind of blew up from there. So prior to starting her business, Shauna spent over a decade on the phone helping grieving families make after-death decisions. And so she loves to work with her clients to implement sales that feel good so you don't have to feel like a sleazeball when you're on the phone with people. And she basically just believes that sales is something that you should do with someone, not to someone. So honestly, anytime I have a question about sales, Shauna is my go-to girl. She is just so awesome, so down to earth. And I absolutely am so happy that she was able to make it onto the podcast to talk to all of you who are listening. When Shauna is not busy being a mom, not busy running her business, She also loves to read, eat, laugh, play the ukulele, and drink champagne with her husband every Friday out of a red solo cup, which probably explains why we get along so well. So I am so excited to bring you this interview. I think I laughed my way through 50% of it easily. Shauna is just so easy to talk to. We had some excellent discussions on how you can start to leverage the skills you have in this world that is just changing so quickly with the internet and with the workforce and everything that we have to deal with now in this day and age. And we really got into the mentality of owning your life, taking ownership of your reality and building businesses that work with the lifestyle you want to have. Shauna has some really great takeaways to share at the end of the interview as well, and I was just so grateful that I was able to connect with such a good friend in a way that is, I think, truly going to be helpful for those of you that are listening to this podcast. So without further ado, we are going to hop right into the interview. Hey, Shauna, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast with me today. So excited to have you. I know this is going to be so good. This has been like two years in the making, people. You are here for history. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Shauna. So I've already given a little bit of background information on who you are and how we know each other. But if you would like to introduce yourself to the audience, I think that that would be great. 
Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Shauna. I am from Minnesota, lived there basically my whole life until we recently relocated to Alabama. I've been here for two years with my husband of 11 years and our five children. Uh, in my spare time, I am a sales trainer and I like to sit around. I, I like to hang out with my friends and have dinner and read books, sort of the normal stuff, but that's me kind of in a nutshell. And she likes to drink beer, which is why we get along so well. Facts. This is true. <laughs> Sean always goes out for beer on Fridays, and I'm always waiting for the story on Instagram so that I can send the little hard eyes. <laughs> this is true. I, uh, I really do enjoy drinking and eating and like having a good time with my friends and my family. I feel like the easiest way to socialize too is over food and drinks. Yeah. So it just seems natural. I respect Absolutely. that. <laughs> I, do. I always had this uh, big vision of that's part of like why I wanted to have a big family is because I just love sort of the, you know, that, uh, that scene in home alone where they're all having pizza and the pop. Yes. Yes. I always wanted that as a family. Like I always just love this big banquet style table where everybody is like pulling for food and pouring drinks. It's just chaos. Yeah, it's total someone chaos. Someone has to spill the soda. <laughs> There's somebody always spills the soda. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite movies, so I'm really glad that you referenced that here. So, <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about like what you're working on right now, what you do for work. I think you have a really interesting story and background and experience, so I would love it if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so sort of the, the short story is I graduated from the University of Minnesota, and I always wanted to work with families in some capacity, but I graduated in 2008 where there was like no jobs anywhere, and I ended up being a receptionist at a really great children's clinic, but there was no way to move up. Like there was no, it was like a dead end job, right? So after four years, I just constantly was looking for jobs and I ended up finding this one that paid really well. There's opportunities to move up and it was in a field that I was really passionate about, which was actually approaching families for tissue donation after their loved ones had died. So deaths are essentially reported into like this database and you approach them, you approach like the next of kin, the mom or dad or the wife, and you essentially say like your loved one qualifies for this type of donation like tissue donation would you do you want to talk about what that means love that job love my coworkers, but I had this really bad boss like oh my gosh so frustrating. he was dead long story but he was just a really bad dude and I thought well I'm sick of sitting behind a desk all day like what could I do that would like give me a really great workout you know and I was like, I'll just start cleaning houses. I, I, my mom was like a hardcore cleaner and always gave us chores and always checking our list twice. And so I started cleaning job or I started picking up side jobs while I was at this like call center. And my one year review came up and my boss and I were still butting heads. And on the review, he basically said that I was qualified to clear tissue for transplant purposes, but I was incompetent at my job. And so I basically said, clearly, this is not about my ability to do the job. Like I'm still allowed to clear tissue for transplant, but this is a personal attack on my record and on me personally that has nothing to do with like my ability to do the job. And so we had this big, like drawn out, like three month battle with like HR and all this stuff. And I ended up leaving. So I basically said, F you, I'm out of here. There's no way that I can continue to work for this guy. But I felt like it would be easier for me to work on my own. So by then I had 
handful of cleaning jobs and my husband was in school. We were actually pregnant. So we, we had like our second baby. I was pregnant with our second baby and I just, I left and I never turned, I never turned back. And that was sort of what started the, my, my entrepreneurial uh, business journey, but really about creating my own life. Because at that point I was like, I'm never going to work. For, I mean, I feel like I could work for anyone or do sort of anything, but I was just like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it my own way. And so then I had the cleaning company. It was really great in a lot of ways and not so great in other ways. And I learned a lot. And eventually we relocated and I had at that time now like four kids, we'd eventually have five and I needed something that was location independent. Right. And so I basically hired my first business coach. Sorry, this is like turning on. No, this is so good. This is so good. So yes, I basically hired a business coach and I said, here's sort of my skill set. I like to work. I want to work, but I don't really know what I can do from the internet. And they're like, Shauna, like, let's take that experience with the call center, like talking and communicating with families and like, just turn it into a sales where you're helping take your marketing experience and just mesh the two. And so now that's what people see now is, which is, um, I help people navigate the sales talk so they can get paid. So good. Okay. There are so many things I want to touch on here. First of all, I find it super admirable that you were in a situation where you felt like perhaps you weren't being respected or you just kind of knew that that job wasn't for you. And you actually had the guts to get up and be like, you know what? I'm out because a lot of people don't have the capacity or the belief in themselves that they're going to be able to figure it out if they leave. And so they let this crippling fear hold them back and they stay in these jobs that aren't serving them. Like, you know me, I'm all for like, if it doesn't feel good, don't freaking waste your time because you only have one life. Why are you going to a job for 40 hours a week where you're not being respected or you're not using your brain? That was my problem. I had a great boss, but I was like, answering people's complaints about garbage all day. And I'm like, my brain is literally melting listening to you talk about the maggots in your garbage can. Like, I don't care. So I just want to say kudos to you for being able to have that initiative to take the leap and just see like, okay, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And obviously you're a resourceful person. So it worked out well for you. And that was, that's so true is about that, 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 you know, when I had had shared about working in in that private clinic, that's what it felt like. Like I felt like I'm being so underutilized and I felt like there's nowhere for me to move up. There was, it just, it's so frustrating when you can't do your best and you're doing stuff that like, I'm sort of generalizing here, but it feels like most of those office jobs where you're sitting behind a desk, is just like busy work. Like it doesn't do anything kind of overall to the, it's just like, let's take this thing and put it in a spreadsheet. And then like, let's review it in a meeting that doesn't really mean anything. And then we're talking about that thing for six months. Like it just, I always felt like as got all these kids, I've got all this purpose and drive that I want to put to use. And if it's just going to that, like I'd rather way rather go do something else. Exactly. And now you've sort of created this whole system in which you get to serve people. You get to show up every day and have an impact on people's lives while also building something for yourself that's more long-term and sustainable. And you can take it in whatever direction you want, which I think is awesome. Do you want to speak a little bit about the membership that you run right now and sort of what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times people are really good at connecting with other people, right? They they can make friends, they feel, you know, comfortable 
navigating those parts of the conversation. But when it comes to here's my offer here, here's how much it costs. They can really feel like a deer in headlights. Like they, they, they literally don't know what to say and they don't want the other person to feel used. And so there's all these layers when it comes to presenting your offer and the price. So I have a membership that essentially allows me to support them on the go as it's happening. So when they are in those conversations where they're like, I've got this person who seems really great for my offer. I've got this person who's expressed interest. I literally jump on the phone with them and I either pump them up, like I give them the necessary encouragement, or we prepare them with specific strategies about, okay, this is how you can say it so it lands softer. This is how you can say it so it feels more like a suggestion rather than a hard sell, right? Or this is how we can pick up where things left off, right? And so I literally just, I'm, I'm sort of like, let me get my hands on stuff. And so that's how I support them, which is just go do the work, go meet people, and then we'll, we'll position your offer after the fact. So awesome. And I also just remember the days of you, and I've mentioned this to you recently, the days of you actually making those sales calls for people. So Shauna used to do like live videos on Facebook showing her doing sales calls for other people's businesses. And I always just found it so fascinating. So I'm like, this isn't even your product. Like, how are you selling this right now? But I love that. I, it's, it's weird because I... I get like a urge to like always sell other people's stuff. So that's kind of how I feel like I know that I'm on the right track because like, even when I'm not selling my own stuff, I'm like, Oh, I'd love to sell these shoes or, Oh man, I'd love to sell this restaurant. So I'm always, always thinking about how to sell other people's things. If I, especially if I like them, you know, if I like their stuff. Yeah, that's so awesome. So in this journey, um, I'm sure that it wasn't as simple as just being like, okay, I'm going to start a cleaning business. Okay. And now I'm going to transition to this. Life doesn't work that way. It's not just this perfect picture of A to B. So I'd love for you to touch on maybe some of the challenges or hardships that you faced when it's come to building your business and just creating a life that's sustainable, especially like running a business with five kids. If you want to talk about that, like I would love for them to be able to hear what you have to say. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. It, it was, it has not been a straight line. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> But some things that I learned, you know, when I started my cleaning company was basically, I just thought, what can I do that's results driven, right? Where can I say, okay, I went to work and I did that thing. That's the kind of work that I wanted to create. And as the, and as I did that, I started getting really, I started getting a lot of customers. And when I started getting a lot of customers, I needed to grow my team. But the thing is, is that one of the troubles that I got into with the cleaning company is that nobody wants to be a cleaning lady long-term, right? So I had so much turnover, right? No matter how much I was willing to pay, like the turnover was so high. And that is exactly the opposite of what your clients want, which is they are very, very particular about who they let into their home and they don't want new people every three months, every four months, right? And then as I started to grow, like there's, there's sort of, I, I don't know who I've said that, but I've just heard that like one thing that's really important is that you want to manage your growth in your business, which kind of seems silly when you're just like, I'll take all the growth that I can get. But that was what really hurt me is that the business like it literally exploded relatively quickly and I just couldn't keep up and couldn't keep up with the quality. So that was super frustrating and trying to, to teach what you know is really quite hard. <laughs> Because it came so easy, right? Like, it's like, well, you clean until the job is done. And some, like, people don't know what that means, right? They're like, well, do I move this? Do I clean that? So it was really hard trying to communicate the way that I clean while living remotely, right? I was trying to run the company remotely for two years. And it was like, 
forget this. (laughs) I'm totally out of here. And what you see now in terms of the membership has been uh, like at least like two years progress of selling for people, selling with people, one-to-one coaching, trying the course route, selling back for people, trying copywriting, right? So it's definitely been, been a progress of what works and there, there's sort of like, there's things that I think I like. And then when I'm actually doing it, it's like, uh, not so much. Right. So I don't know if that answers your question, but there's definitely been lessons along the way that have shaped how, what I do now. Oh, absolutely. And I think that in business and in life in general, it's all about iteration. So seeing what works. And like you said, like something that seems like a good idea might not feel good to you once it's actually in practice, but sometimes actually trying it out is the only way you're going to figure that out. Like you're never going to know until you know. So it can be definitely a struggle, but I think that often our best ideas and our best results come from overcoming those challenges. Yeah. And there's, I wanted to speak to about what I love about what you do is how you help people create something with their life rather than against it. Because most, most coaches are like sales trainers. You're going to have to schedule appointments. You're going to have to go through this like intensive, like coursework. But with me, I, the thought of doing that with my life with five kids, scheduling out the carving out appointments and, you know, having these really intense meetings, or material does not work for my life. What does work is actually like being on call, like having sort of this on the go support really fits into my life. And that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't trying different things to see what works. Exactly. I think that, especially in our industry, there tends to be this structure of like, okay, we're not in nine to five jobs, but a lot of people want to work this nine to five schedule. So I'm going to open up coaching slots and they're only from noon till 3 PM on weekdays. And it's like, okay, well I have a life that's very fluid at this point. And so that's not going to work for me. Sometimes I'm sitting at home at seven o'clock on a Thursday at night and I want to be able to pick up the phone and call you. So I love that you also sort of adopt a similar model to me in that we create our business around our life and not the other way around. Yeah. Cause it gets too, it gets way too rigid with five kids. Like, I mean, we, we pretty, we kind of have sort of a flexible schedule, but there's no way that I could function in a rigid, like I'm up at this time. I'm doing this at this time. Like it's, it's gotta be much more, it's much more dynamic than that. And I'm so happy that you've been able to build a business that complements that because I know. Yes, which is super crazy, like, because the internet, like, okay, so this is sort of like changing gears here a little bit, but our generation is at like an incredible opportunity with the internet to create things that could have never been created 15 years ago or even just 10 years ago. I talk about this all the time. I was doing some reading and I've just been like really obsessed with the idea that it's 2019 and the internet is this amazing tool that we can use to literally essentially create whatever life or whatever lifestyle we want. Yet I still hear people using these same excuses of like, I don't have the money. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this skill, whatever. It's like you can literally go on Google and figure out the answer to any problem you are facing. So I don't understand why more people aren't taking advantage of this. 
there was I there was a there, there was like this I don't want to say he's a weird guy but there was this like funny guy <laughs> there was this funny guy that I met on the internet who had this like uh, exercise I met this guy on the internet I'm sorry it's just the way you said that I was like in this chat room and I met this guy it's like it's 2001 all over again or something <laughs> no I just he I was retargeted for his ads so I basically reached out to him and he created this incredible six figure business where he literally just every time he had a question, every time he wanted to know what the next natural step was in his business, he just Googled it. And he literally Googled the whole business all the way through. And so I don't like, there's like no excuses for our generation with this much. And we have never been more educated ever in the history of like humanity that you can create stuff that doesn't exist. Exactly. More educated and more connected. Like, when I hear people saying like, oh, there's just not enough people out there that want my offer. I'm like, dude, there are literally like over 7 billion people on the earth. And I would say like 80% of them have access to the internet. So don't tell me that there's not enough people. It's crazy. Like there's times where like I'll read a book and I'll like, I'll just shoot like a quick tweet out to that author and they respond like the access that you have to people is or like mentors that you have that have their own podcast or their own shows like it's incredible yeah it's it's just a whole different landscape and i think yeah. that for those people that are listening to this it's time to start considering how you can take advantage of that in your life especially if you're in a position where you're not happy with the situation you're in there are so many other options than if you were unhappy 20 years ago, then okay, maybe I'd have to go like read the newspaper and see if there was another job posting. But now it's like the game has changed because we're not all stuck to this. Okay, you have to go to school, you have to get a job and then work for 40 years and that's it. Like that narrative is dying. It is. This is, this is like my husband is a professor and he does like research on like bugs and he, somebody found him on the internet, some lawyers, not this summer, but the previous summer had found him on the internet and had hired him to like consult on a case that they were doing about like bugs growing in a lady that was in a nursing home. They wanted to know the stage at how, they wanted to know how long the bugs were growing in like this open sore about like, you know, she was left untreated for X amount of time. And so, I mean, it was a good chunk of change and it was completely random and just all to the internet using the skill sets that he already had that weren't even directly like hardcore marketing them. Yeah, it's crazy. I know even in my own business, I was found by a local like government organization through Google to do a presentation to seniors on mindfulness. And then through that, I met a woman who runs a conference for the entire province that has about 200 attendees. And she called me back a week later and was like, okay, now I want you to come speak at this conference. But it's like, if the internet didn't exist, those opportunities wouldn't exist either because I was literally found by someone Googling like chair yoga in Muskoka. So it's just like so yeah. crazy. The opportunities are there. Like there are there, there are people who could be looking for your skill set or the thing that you do. And if you're not like, if you're not an active presence, like if people don't know how to find you, like they won't. So like even just putting yourself out there can lead to the opportunities, even if you're not exactly sure, like what is the job that I do? Right. Exactly. Or if you're not fully committed, like we're not saying everyone has to go out and quit their job if they're not happy, but just 
letting the world know that you have XYZ skills to offer, then you never know who's going to be looking for that thing and who might take advantage of you specifically. And how those opportunities lead to other things. Like that's, that's, that was, this is like a side note, but there was like a lady in that first job that I had at the clinic who had been there like 40 years and thought that she was like super, you know, like thought that she could just like coast her way through the job. But as times were changing, as the technology was updating, like she just literally could not keep up. And it was so frustrating for everyone there. And so I'm just sharing that because like, learning how to put yourself out there and putting yourself in front of opportunities is like the best way that you can have job security is by giving yourself opportunities to leverage as times change. And I believe that times will just keep changing faster and faster. That's it too. So always, even for people that are in just regular jobs, looking at ways you can upgrade your skills, upgrade your knowledge of what it is your company works on and knowing how to work more efficiently because like you said things are changing and they're changing quickly and if you're just sitting at your desk hoping that you can ride it out for the next 20 years life's going to pass you by and your work is going to pass you by and some young guy who has that initiative to keep updating those skills is going to pass you that's just the reality yeah and that was because i was bored and wanted something more that allowed me the exit out of my job with the crappy boss right because it was there and i had already been doing the thing and i never expected that it was going to be this like big thing that would turn into something incredible but it gave me an out that i wouldn't have had before if i had just been complacent and that's it it's also really important like you've alluded to to not get fixated on okay, well, now I'm going to start a business and this is exactly what it's going to be because you don't know that. When I pictured my business a year and a half ago, it looked nothing like it looks now. So you just kind of evolve with time as we do as humans even and your business evolves with you. So you do that market research or you try those things, they don't work. And then next thing you know, it's six months later and you have a completely different offer just based simply on the opportunities that have come your way in that time. How has your business changed, do you think, like since you first left and what you're doing now? Um, I think when I first left, my, my goal was more to be focused on like life coaching in like a clinical perspective almost where I would be working like one-on-one and I imagined having like a physical space or like being in people's homes where we could do it in person. And then once I got more exposed to the, the online world and just the ability you could have to reach more people it just sort of evolved naturally in that way and then I got really into like creating online courses and online content and online videos and like everything more in a digital world which to me in retrospect makes a lot more sense because that's more what I love to do is like creating video and creating content but it's just funny because when I thought of starting like a life coaching business I just had this image in my mind that it would be very clinical does that make sense? Yeah. How do you think that most people are not able to make those decisions and take sort of that leap because of they can't deal with the unknown? Yes. And I think about that even with me leaving my nine to five job, just because of discussions I've had with clients that I work with and people that I know, the fact that it's like, okay, when you work a nine to five job, you know, every other Friday, you're going to get X amount of dollars. 
and you have this sense of security, obviously. And so when you leave your nine to five, even if you have other options, like when I left my nine to five, I started working part-time as a waitress just so that I knew I had money coming in. But for some people that's not good enough because it's like, okay, that's income, but then I have to like do this other thing. But then when am I going to have time to work on my business? And will I actually have enough time to work on my business in a way that's going to make it work out? And so, yes, that element of not knowing whether or not things are going to work to some people is definitely a limiting factor. But to me, it was like, okay, so I don't know if this business is going to work, but worst case scenario, I'll just have to go find another desk job in six months. So I think that if you're listening to this and you're kind of having this internal debate of like, okay, well, how do I give up that security? Just think of it realistically. Like, is the worst case scenario going to be that you have to go find another nine to five job? If the answer is yes, like how bad is that really? If you already are unhappy in the nine to five job you have, but I don't know. I feel like you and I are anomalies and not everyone thinks like we do. Yeah, well, that's sort of the thing is that like, I never, like, I always felt like I could figure it out. Like I always felt like if I have to get another job, I'll have to get another job. If I have to go clean houses, like it doesn't matter. Like I'll figure it out. Yes. I just knew that I didn't want to work with him, right? Like I didn't want to stay where I was. That's it. And so I always try and stress that to my clients is like, if you want something bad enough, you will get resourceful. And so if that thing that you want really bad is to be able to pay your bills, you're going to go out there and you're going to find a job and figure out how to make it happen, regardless of whether it's through your business or you have to go become a cleaner or a waitress or work at McDonald's, like you will find a way. (laughs) And that same thinking has has supported me through five children, right? So like what needs to get done gets done. Like, yes, sometimes you gotta wait till tomorrow, but like whatever needs to get done gets done no matter no matter what is going on. Yeah, exactly. I love that so much. This has been a great conversation. I am so, so happy that we finally did this. I know, me too. <laughs> I wanna ask you, do you have any specific nugget of advice that you would like to share with people who are maybe sort of in this position that we've been talking about where they have this passion or this idea, but they're a little bit hesitant to maybe take the leap and pursue it. Oh man. So many things. (laughs) So many things. I think that if you have the idea, it can be a thing. And I think that whatever that thing is, you can make it, but it might go through multiple iterations like you were saying. So if you are wondering if your idea can be a thing, it probably can be a thing and you can make it a thing, just like the two of us. I think that's important. And I also, you know, and I also wanted to emphasize how important it is to have people in your corner. Oh my gosh, I would have quit so many times. <laughs> so many times if it wasn't for the encouragement of like good close friends or and mentors. So I'd absolutely say, you know, get get some sort of help where you're you've got the encouragement because man, it can feel really isolating and scary, you know, like just to know that there's other people out there who have like had those lows and those struggles or they don't know if they're going to make it, but they do. Um, Things can turn around. Yeah. And I think that it's important to know that those people exist because I feel like oftentimes, especially I know even in my own experience, I feel like there can be this sense of resistance when we talk to people who are outside of entrepreneurship in that, we don't want to sort of bog them down with all the specific details because they just don't get it. So if someone asks me like, oh, how's business going? And maybe I haven't been having a good month. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, actually like this client did this. And then I tried this. It's just like, okay, things are good. Yep. Things are going fine. And so just 
knowing that there are people out there who you can have those conversations with. Like I would be fully comfortable sending you a voice note on Instagram being like, Shauna, this is actually what's going on in my business help because I've done that before. So if you're someone who's listening to this and you're just concerned that no one is going to understand you, trust that if you look for those groups and those support systems that they do exist out there. We're here. <laughs> We're Come here. play with us. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So do you have anything else you want to share with the listeners before we hop off here? Oh my gosh. What do I feel like sharing? You know, I just, I would say that that's about it. That if, if you're wondering like, what do I do? What's my thing? Like you can create it. Like you don't have to know the hard and fast process or the hard and fast details, but the internet really does allow you to turn your thing into a thing. Turn your thing into a thing. I am here for it. <laughs> All right, Shauna, thank you so much for coming on here with me. I love this so much and I will chat with you again so, so soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Wow. Okay. That was a lot of information. As you can already see, if you have downloaded this episode, it is about twice as long as any other interview I've done. And I could not be more satisfied with how this all turned out. Honestly, Shauna's message is one that I think is so, so important for those of you who listen to this podcast and are really just wanting to have that information, have that motivation and reassurance to know that your dreams are valid and that you are capable of creating a business or a lifestyle that feels good for you because she's done it, I've done it, and we really just wanted to convey that to all of you that whatever you are imagining to be a reality for you is totally possible and you just have to be willing to get resourceful and put in the work. I don't have much else to say other than Shauna, if you are listening to this, thank you so much for coming on here. It was truly so much fun to have you on the podcast. And I appreciate all of you who take the time to listen to these episodes every week from the bottom of my heart. If you want to connect with Shauna outside of this, I have linked her website and all of her contact information, Instagram, Facebook below. So make sure you check those out. And if you're interested in working with me, I have linked all of that down below as well. So thanks again so much for tuning in. I will be back next week with our regular scheduled programming. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. If you enjoyed this episode, please hop on iTunes, leave me a rating or review, or share this link with a friend that you think could benefit from my content. If you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Instagram. That's at Lifestyle by Design Studio. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lifestyle by Design Studio. Or you can connect to my personal channels on Twitter and Snapchat. That's at Danielle Ryan, Danielle two A's. I look forward to chatting with all of you and I'll talk to you again next week. Take care.